Welcome to episode 363 of the Membership Geeks podcast. And we have a fantastic conversation for you today where I talk with Christelle and go behind the membership of the Creative Crafting Club. You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. Well, hello there. You are listening to the Membership Geeks podcast. I'm Mike Morrison. And I'm Callie Willows. And today we are doing one of our very, very favourite things here on the podcast. We are going behind the membership. There's no shortage of people online making big claims and talking big talk about all this money they make and how successful they are. And that's all well and good. But you know how we like to do it here at Membership Geeks. We like to give you the real side of running a membership, real conversations, real journeys with real membership owners. The ups, the downs, everything in between, no fluff, no hype, just real journeys, real stories. And today we've got a fantastic guest. Who is today's Behind the Membership episode with? Yeah, today I'm talking with Christelle from the Creative Crafting Club. Christelle's an architect who, along with her engineer sister, Stephanie, gave up her lucrative career to create what's quickly becoming a kids' crafting empire. There aren't just any kids' crafts, though. Like, they're meant to be for kids, but I've seen some of the stuff that... that they teach and they create. Like I, I, I want to join. I want to create this stuff. Yeah, they are pretty incredible projects. It has to be said. And Christelle's journey to memberships is a little different to most. Starting with a franchise model of her in-person craft clubs, but when everything shut down in the pandemic, they found themselves quickly looking for an online alternative. Yeah, I think it's fair to say now. You know, well, not necessarily out of the pandemic, but you know having run the membership for a bit, that it was definitely the right move. And in fact, Christelle and Stephanie have 10x'd their membership numbers just in the last year alone. Yeah, it's amazing what they've managed to achieve. So let's dive in and hear directly. Today, I'm going behind the membership with Christelle Jans van Rensburg from the Creative Crafting Club. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christelle. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for the invite. I'm, I'm privileged to be here. It's really wonderful to talk to you, and I'm really looking forward to sharing your membership with our listeners. So to get us started, could you actually give us a bit of an overview of what the membership is and who it's for? Okay, cool. So I'm Christelle, and my sister Stefania and I, we teach creators how to make money with Kids Arts and Crafts Club. So our members teach arts and crafts to kids in person, online, and through creative kits. But just to clarify the arts and crafts part, so we don't do typical arts and crafts that you see on Pinterest. We focus on creating cool crafts with kids. So coming from backgrounds, I'm an architect and Steph is an engineer. We are curious by nature. So the arts and crafts lessons that we teach at our club, plus the lessons that we share with our members to run their own clubs are arts and crafts lessons that are curiosity led. It's basically arts and crafts on steroids. So we use a lot of materials. We build rockets that shoot into the air, cars that drive with elastic bands. um, And all our lessons are creativity and innovation focused. So giving kids the experience to learn, to develop super skills like creativity, critical thinking, problem solving, 
I mean, if you think about what you and I are doing, Kelly, like we need to like future proof kids for the technological world that we live in, for technologies that have not been developed yet and careers and opportunities that don't exist. So <laughs> as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this. Um, but another thing is also it's about the ripple effect. So running a club has not just given us the freedom and the flexibility we were after um, whilst teaching these awesome super skills to kids, but it's the ripple effect. So it's the same for our members who run their own clubs. So, and it's also basically, um, Kelly, you always talk about those Fs, the fun and what are they again, but it's all of those things. Yes. The freedom, flexibility and fulfillment, as we like to say. Yeah, there we go. That's it. That sounds pretty awesome. And so are you actually teaching the teachers how to teach this or are you teaching the children directly as well? So we've got a club in Cape Town, South Africa, our own club where we teach children. And that's basically where this whole thing started. Um, but we'll get into that a bit later. But we teach creatives how to start their own club. So with COVID, we obviously had to introduce other revenue streams like teaching online and in person as well. So um, we're teaching them how to do all of that. Awesome. And you do actually have two memberships now, don't you? So you have the Creative Crafting Club and also an Art Lesson Club as well. Is that right? That's correct. So the the Creative Crafting Club Academy is the, is basically where all the business stuff happens. So it's a comprehensive roadmap. So we teach them from basics like picking a name for their arts and crafts club to exactly what you put inside their kits or how to teach in person or online. We give them marketing resources, all like the businessy things that you need. Um, we also offer uh, arts and crafts step-by-step lesson plans that's very convenient for our members. It's a very big time save. Um, and this is all based on the learnings of our own club in Cape Town. Um, but, and then the art lesson club is just as it is. It's, it's as the name says. So we offer art lessons. It's a separate add-on because a lot of the people that are in our membership don't necessarily just want to do crafting. They want to do art as well. But we make it really convenient for them. We give them like printable templates that they can put inside their kits if they sell creative kits or they can use those templates and um, almost as a cheat sheet when they teach. So it, it helps a lot with confidence uh, for those starting out. Great. And so which of those came first then? It sounds like they work quite cohesively together in terms of there's some overlap there, but also very much different aims with them. So which one actually came first? The Academy came first because we've included uh, craft lessons there as well. So the Academy came first basically because we managed to build up our own club into a thriving club. And then um, we created a, a franchise that we'll get into later, but, um, uh, and we learned all the lessons there. So the Academy is basically everything from like from the ground up uh, to get your club successful and thriving. So that came first. Awesome. And so you mentioned your backgrounds there and it sounds quite different to what you've ended up doing. So what led you down this path of starting the craft clubs in the first place? So I'm an architect, as I mentioned, and I was running an architectural practice for many, many years, and I was working really long hours, overly stressed. I mean, I, I loved being an architect, but there were a lot of it that I did not enjoy. And uh, I've always had a very big passion for teaching kids. So I've done it like since varsity days um, at university. I used to run kids parties as you know for extra money. And whilst I was running my architectural firm, I offered arts and crafts classes to kids two afternoons a week. It was very much a passion driven project. So I called it mini architecture. 
Um, I'd have a bunch of kids show up at a studio that I rented and we just build cool stuff. <laughs> like We built time machines and airplanes that could fly and it was all out of recycled materials. And like I said, cars with that drives with elastic bands. So I just built cool stuff for the kids and I had a blast, but this was very much passion driven because I was still running my architectural firm. And then what happened was a mom came to me the one day um, her kid was in one of my classes and she said to me, would I mind recording a lesson for her as she'd actually like to get a few kids together at her home and her host her own class? Because it was it was quite easy for her to do because we were using a lot of recycled materials and we really believe in like making it, you're making crafts, making crafts out of nothing. So it was easy for her. And I said, yeah, sure, of course. I've got so many ideas in my head really easy for me to do. So um, I did that. And then another mom showed up and she asked the same question. And then I shared this with my sister, Steph, um, one afternoon over lunch. And she said to me, there's clearly a bunch of women wanting to run a kids arts and crafts club. Why don't you franchise this? You've, without giving it too much thought, you've built up a successful business yourself already, but why don't you franchise this? And I, I thought about it for a moment. I mean, I had so much on my plate already. Um, being a full-time architect, she was a full-time engineer at the time. And I said to her, but why don't you franchise this? So <laughs> um, Steph quit her engineering job and um, I scaled my architectural practice down, ended up quitting it completely. And we franchised up to 60 franchises in two years' time. And during that time, we received loads of international interest. So it was a bit tricky to scale our franchise offshore as well. So we managed to scale to New Zealand and Namibia, um, and then obviously all the others in South Africa, but we, the reach was fairly limited to our country. So we had our own thriving club. We had a successful franchise. We were living the life. We weren't, you know, <laughs> working silly hours in our engineering and architectural jobs anymore. And then COVID hit. So we went from this thriving business to a fit, big fat zero income in the first month that COVID hit. So we had to put our heads together. At some point, we considered turning our learnings into an online course, like many other businesses did, but we realized that people needed ongoing support and resources. So we learned that through our friend franchise, especially lesson plans and business help. Uh, people need continuous support to make a success of their business. And then another learning we had in the franchise was that it was quite a big barrier to entry in terms of capital, of money to get started. So we wrote down the pros and cons and things that we wanted to change that weren't like properly sitting right with us. And we wanted to find a way to keep the cost down and um, to make it really low and more accessible to anyone wanting to start their own club. So that it's just the, that it's a low barrier to entry because that's the beauty of starting Kids Arts and Crafts Club is that it does not have to cost a lot of money to get started. You need a few basic supplies. You need a space. And we teach in our membership, we teach people how to do it really on a shoestring budget if that is what they want to do. So then we heard about this thing called a membership. Uh, so a friend of ours pointed us to your podcast and we fell in love with the business model and the rest is basically history. So um, Kelly, I think you mentioned it with that financial side as well, the recurring income, the financial stability, the reach, the impact. I mean, there's so many benefits surrounding a membership and we've experienced it firsthand. It's been an absolute dream come true and a life changer for us. Oh, that, that's amazing to hear. And yeah, I, I think having those franchises initially kind of really put you in an excellent position for the membership because there's a lot of crossover there in terms of 
what you're needing to give people, what you're needing to teach people. As you said, you can you can take that experience and really boil that down to, okay, so what what can we give people to help them have these successful businesses? So I imagine that really allowed you to hit the ground running when it came to the membership because you did have all that experience already. Absolutely. It was so easy for us to get the first recordings done and to just get our founding member launch done because we had we had everything in our heads and we knew how it worked. We just had to like put it in a different format. And so when you did launch, so uh, when exactly did you launch? Was it last year, the year before? So we're actually celebrating our two-year birthday this month. We've, oh, awesome. Happy memberversary. Thank you. We are running a little competition where we've collected member stories and we've had so many people submit their like little story and yeah, now we're voting for the winner and they're winning a lifetime membership. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> awesome. So it's been two years then and um, are the memberships open or closed? So the Academy is a closed model and the Art Lesson Club is evergreen. So that's always open. So we're experimenting with both and we've seen pros and cons on both sides. And this is currently working quite well for us because the Academy is the business training side. We actually, we quite enjoy bringing in people in groups. So it's almost like when you do a course together or you attend a varsity, they come in and the support is like in line. So that really helps. So switching gears a little bit now then, what do you find is working well for you when it comes to marketing the membership and getting those sales, particularly for the Creative uh, Crafting Academy where you've got that closed doors? So definitely, I think I mentioned to you, we've, we run a challenge uh, twice a year. So we, do, we call it our five-day challenge. And um, with that, the first big milestone that they need to achieve is doing a soft launch for their club. So some focus on in-person classes, classes, other online and others with kits, but we coach them through the process. We give them step-by-step lessons and it builds immense confidence for them. And as you know, confidence can be a real dream killer. Like uh, so many people battle with confidence. So we help them move past their own fears and insecurities. They gain focus and then they create mo- momentum and progress and then they do a soft launch. That's the big milestone. So then the next natural step for them would be then to join our membership and take the next step to start running their classes or selling their kits. So I had this discussion with you before um, in, in your community um, where we had an interesting learning about charging versus, versus offering workshops and challenges for free. So we charge $10 for our Launch Your Club Challenge and we previously did it for free and our conversion went up from 7% for the free challenge to we ended on 34% for our for our paid challenge so we've we've really learned like people who pay pay attention so just to give you an idea in jan we had 1340 participants take part in our launch your club challenge and we welcomed um just over 450 new members so that took us to uh just over a thousand members in total. So that was a big learning for us. Um, the people who pay, pay attention. And then another learning was we invited our CCC members to join the challenge for free. So our existing and our current members. And during the challenge week, our existing members became ambassadors for our program. So telling everyone how awesome the membership is and answering questions in the groups before we even saw the questions. So that was also pretty cool for us. 
that's awesome. I love that idea of bringing those members on as ambassadors. And yeah, what an incredible conversion rate from that launch. It's awesome. And I think you mentioned um, in the Academy Forum as well that you've pretty much 10x'd your membership in the last year, which is, again, incredible growth. Yeah, we're very, we're very <laughs> chuffed and it exceeded all our expectations. It's made a lot of things possible for us. So that's really cool. And so sales are going well. What about retention? How are you keeping members happy and coming back month after month? So we followed what you taught us. <laughs> We've got proper onboarding. So to get them comfortable with the members training hub, plus to get plugged into our community. Then we do weekly communication, so comms. Then we also uh, focus on recognition. So we've got a monthly celebration ceremony where we share uh, wins and awards. So awards are not big accomplishment orientated. It's about progress, supporting other members, creating momentum. So all our all our members have their own lives. So one of our members, for instance, I'm thinking of, she's got four kids with 12 animals. Um, so she will have a different challenge to say someone who runs their club part-time or someone who runs it full-time and have no kids. So everybody's on their own journey and we recognize that and we try and always tell them that they're never behind and then we also focus on resources. So we listen to our members and plan new trainings and lessons accordingly. We have a suggestion box. So people often submit ideas there and then we support them. So our team is in the Facebook group daily. We answer questions. We provide continuous support. So basically then onboarding comms, recognition, resources and support, I'd say. Great. And you mentioned you've got a Facebook group for the membership there. How are you finding that that's been going in terms of getting engagement with the members and, and getting members talking? So our, our membership is very visual. Like People share a lot of visual uh, things like photos of their classes, photos of the kits that they've created, um, all those kinds of things. So our, our we've got a closed Facebook group and it works really well for us because our members are already in Facebook. They use it to market their own clubs as well. And just because of the visual side of it, it works really well for us. And uh, yeah, we've it's extremely active up to the point where I can't go in there um, every single day. And if I do, I restrict myself to spend only half an hour at a time because uh, otherwise you get sucked and you know how Facebook is. So, um, yeah, we, we've been quite fortunate that our, our community of people um, are very active and they're supporting each other. And do you have a team helping you with the membership as well? Is it mainly just the two of you? How are things working? Yeah, so it's Steph and I, and then we've got three other amazing women. So we've got an artist um, and a teacher. She works at our club in Cape Town where she teach. Uh, I used to do that. Now she does that. And she also assists us with recording art lessons to show our members how to teach. She's a phenomenal teacher. And then we've got a community manager and a content manager. So still quite a, a pretty lean team there. Well, we don't need much more. Isn't it incredible? <laughs> That's great. And I'd love to know as well. So you've still got the physical club in Cape Town now. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So how are you working that alongside the membership? It seems like there's there's still quite a nice correlation between the two there. Yeah, absolutely. So we call it our uh, almost like our arts and crafts lab because that's where everything gets tested. So we've we've learned all the business lessons through our club and through the, the franchise, but uh, we also constantly need to deliver lesson plans. So 
arts and crafts lesson plan. So we use our lab, our arts and crafts club in Cape Town and our guinea pigs. They're very willing to be guinea pigs to just test new ideas and experiment and learn new things there. And then we implement it and then we, uh, and then we obviously put it inside the membership. So uh, as, as Mike and I like to say, I'm sure there must be a nicer way of saying it, but you eat your own dog food, basically, which, you know, yeah. is is great as an example for your members as well. Yes, exactly right. And with the um, you mentioned with COVID that the franchise is kind of essentially shut down because obviously in-person stuff wasn't happening. Has that restarted now or are, are those just done now, the franchises and you're focusing entirely on the membership? Yeah, very much so. They've all restarted. So we actually ended up having to defranchise uh, because of legal reasons and uh, because we couldn't, uh, well, we went online completely with this. But our, we, we've, we have constant discussions with our franchisees, our ex-franchisees, and they've become the biggest ambassadors for the membership. Uh, we've made it well worth their while and they get access to everything as well. And um, they also have the same name as our club. So it's very important for us that they succeed and that they are successful because we trade under the same brand and name and they've just been incredible. So they are all still running and well, not all of them, but many of them. And um, now with COVID, the numbers being low, they're all back in it running big parties and workshops and some selling kits. Yeah, it's been actually quite, quite great. We were very nervous about it, obviously. And, but we had very, we, we were stuck. We had no income and we had this big franchise. And so we had to figure out a way to still continue doing this because COVID is actually only lifting really now where people are really uh, being successful again with their, their in-person classes. Yeah, it's been, I don't think anybody could have predicted it would have taken this long, um, to be honest, when it started. (laughs) So I'd love to know then, you've had the the memberships for around two years now. What's been your biggest challenge during that time? Biggest challenge? Oh, tricky question. Um, I would probably say um, managing to find a work-life balance initially whilst building the membership was difficult. So I had a one-year-old at the time and Steph actually lived on a tropical island. She lived um, in Mauritius at the time. So we were very, we were overly excited and perhaps a bit obsessed in a good way. So we see the impact our business is making and are placing a lot of pressure on ourselves to succeed. So in saying that, I wouldn't necessarily change that. Our growth has ex- exceeded our expectations and has enabled us to gain the financial the free, financial freedom and the flexibility that I specifically um, were after. But um, if I could like reset and, you know, start again, what I found a bit challenging initially was um, just the, the work-life balance in the first year of running our membership. And how have you actually found it working with your sister? So obviously, you know, I work with my partner, Mike, and I know that that kind of adds some extra elements in versus just running something yourself, some good, some some more complicated. How have you found that working together? Extremely. I'm so fortunate and I'm, I'm so thankful that I've got my sister as a business partner. I think maybe because we have the same genes and we have the same family values, there's like a very big level of trust that I would never have had with any other person. And she's, because she's an engineer, she's like very technical oriented. She's a very big nerd. Um, she, she, she won't hate me for saying this. Yeah. Because she is. <laughs> 
And, and that side of building the membership and getting like the nitty gritty and the funnels and you know how tricky those things can be has been absolute feel for her. She loves it. Excel spreadsheet, loves it. Planning, forecasting, those kinds of things. I'm more on the creative side. I'm also quite practical. So um, we overlap a little bit, but I, I do all the creative stuff. So I do a lot of the content creation, the lesson plans. So it's almost, we've been very fortunate in the sense that uh, yeah, we, we, we work very well together, but we did make a KPI, like key performance indicators list up right up front. We both have MBAs as well. So we're like very <laughs> business orientated. So we, we like jotted it out on a whiteboard. It was actually on a window with colorful pens. And we said, okay, this is what you're responsible for. This is why I, where I fit in. I'm the creative director. She's the managing director. And it's just been absolutely incredible. And that's awesome to hear because, yeah, I think with partnerships, having that clear division as as you've done right from the start is really the key to, to making them work long term. Absolutely. So what's been your favorite thing or your highlight about having the membership? What makes it all worthwhile for you? Probably all the things I've said, the ripple effect, yeah, the freedom, the financial side of it and I think, you know, the fun and the flexibility. I mean, I've got a toddler, as I've mentioned, and it's just been amazing to be part of his life and not be stuck in an office job where I, I mean, even though I ran my own architectural firm, I still had working hours and we still had, we still went to office. So this is just very different. So, yeah, and, and the ripple effect for our members, I think that's one of the most empowering and uh, amazing things that I've ever experienced, just to see how their lives are changing and how a lot of people are gaining the purpose that they've lost when they've had children and the financial freedom and also the ripple effect, obviously, onto the children for all the super skills that I'm so incredibly um, passionate about. So just that ripple effect. Yeah, I think that ripple effect is often one of the hugely overlooked initially benefits of having a membership that you're not just helping your members, you're helping your members help other people. And, you know, it is that just ongoing, as you say, ripple effect, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, we teach our members as well to start their own memberships because especially for, for selling creative kits and for online, it works really well so that they can also experience that the recurring income uh, and the stability that, that we've experienced. Yeah, definitely. And so this might be a bit hard for you to quantify, but how much time is the membership actually taking you on a, a day-to-day or a week-to-week basis, do you think? So um, it's probably quite hard to say. We, I, I, I really enjoy what I do. So I, I say I spend a lot of time working on my membership, on our membership, um, but I also have a toddler. So my day usually consists of taking him to school. I get up in the mornings. It's usually then a bit of family time. Twice a week I go for a very long walk in the mornings. We live on a on a wine farm. So I go up into the vineyard with probably with a podcast in my ears or I walk with a friend and yeah, then I start quite late, probably around nine, nine thirty, And uh, yeah, then I honestly like, like we work hard, we focus. Uh, I think Stefani and I are both uh, quite, quite diligent. And uh, I think that's something that I'm so thankful for working with her as well. But then I, yeah, most afternoons I go and I head out and I play with Henry and that's basically my work day. So it's, 
yeah, it's it's hard work. But if I had to compare it to my architectural days, I'd, I'd say work half. <laughs> Long, short answer. <laughs> And so I'd love to know, is there anything that you actually wish you'd known earlier or would do differently if you were starting again? Um, Probably the work-life balance that I've mentioned, just like being a bit more relaxed in the first year. But then also in saying that um, our growth has also exceeded our expectations for that reason. But we initially, one thing that I can remember was that we initially when we first launched, we so we did a founding members launch and we basically just put our lead magnet out. We created an information pack. We put it out uh, whilst we were still figuring out how this membership thing is going to look, what it's going to look like. And we started collecting emails, but we only actually mastered the messaging a little bit later on. So in our founding member launch, uh, we launched two months after starting to collect emails and we managed to get 65 members in but it only felt like we really took off once we mastered our messaging so listening to the core needs and the core desires of our ideal customers and then you know managing to put that into words and getting our messaging correct correct so that's one thing that I'd probably if I had to go back uh, spend a little bit more time on in getting that right sooner on yeah I think it is one of those things though that you know, you can't really nail until you do have those first members and you can get that feedback and things as well, because I think that that really does give you kind of actual from the horse's mouth, so to speak, feedback and words you can use versus you thinking, well, I think this is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So you only learn once you get started. So I'd love to know what your goals are for the membership. Do you actually have a, a goal in mind for where you want this to go or are you just kind of happy seeing how it how it continues? No, very much, very much goal orientated. <laughs> um, so first thing first, um, our family will be expanding. So my sister Steph is expecting her twins in two weeks time. So that's in the near future. One of One of the goals would be to just support her in that venture. But for the Creative Crafting Club, I'd say, we're very growth orientated and impact orientated. So we have big dreams and ambitions in terms of growth for the remainder of the year and for next. Um, and our vision to empower more creative people around the world to run these curiosity led creative clubs in their community is something communities is something that just completely and that just drives us. So we're continuously learning from our customers and we're trying to understand their needs and we'll endeavor to grow the business to serve them as best we can. So I'd say in terms of growth and goals, that is definitely something for us. Um, we'd, we'd probably expand into more memberships, add-ons, uh, membership add-ons. So we often the, offer the art lessons, a lot of people, for, um, sorry, art lesson club now for kids, but a lot of people have been requesting adult lesson plans. So we see a lot of collaboration happening in the future, but our academy will always stay the main main hub and we're going to continue, continue to just grow around that. So the sky's the limit in terms of numbers. I don't know if you want to, if you're asking specifically goals in terms of numbers or just, uh, just in terms of where we want to see the membership go um, and where we're steering this boat. Um, either if you're happy to say numbers, that's fine. But yeah, it was just a, a an idea really of, of where you were hoping to take this. So, so short term, we are opening our academy again in September. So we've reached a thousand members in Jan. So last year, Jan, it was 
100. And then this year, Jan, it was just under 193. This year, Jan, we managed to reach 1,000. September, we're aiming for 2,000. And then March next year for 3,000. Those are our short-term goals. Big, hairy, audacious goals. <laughs> That's awesome. But, I mean, based on the results of your last launch, totally, totally doable. So. <laughs> so my final question then would be, what one tip would you give someone who is just starting out with their membership? So we are still learning a lot every day. And therefore, I will say this. Start before you are ready. You're only going to regret the things that you do not do out of fear and your own insecurities. Lean into the future and take that leap because you can figure out the rest as you go along. So as Kelly and I previously said, you only learn once you get started. So just get started. We would not have learned that our messaging was slightly off if we did not get started. Um, I'd also, I also think it's really important to find clarity around what you are passionate about, what drives you, and the impact that you want to create. So there's a lot of courage, commitment, and then uh, most importantly, consistency that plays out when you are running a club, the courage to get started, and then the commitment. So therefore, before you're ready, I'd say just start, keep sight of the bigger picture and hold a long-term view because success very seldom, hap seldom happens overnight. And I'm convinced that consistency is the key differentiating factor between success and failure for many people. If you just stick to it and you hold that longer-term view, um, then you'll get there. I love that. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me today, Christelle. It's been great watching your journey so far, and I'm really looking forward to continuing to watch you grow and to you hitting those goals as well. And so for anyone listening who'd like to find out more or connect with you, where's the best place for them to do that? They can just head to our website, creativecraftingclub.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Christelle. I'm really looking forward, as I said, to kind of continuing to watch this membership grow. Thank you, Kelly. And thank you for you and Mike for being consistent and always showing up with insightful and valuable content and resources and for being on my morning walks with me. And I remember when we joined the Academy, we felt like kids in a candy store. I mean, we really love reading and implementing and learning. So we were implementing all the courses and resources. And I just want to thank you for that as well. It's been our pleasure. Wow, what a journey that they've been on. I love that whole story. And it's so wonderful to hear what Christelle and Stephanie have been able to create in such a short space of time and the, the continued success that they're having. Yeah, and I think it's a testament that while they had to de-franchise their in-person clubs when they started the membership, their previous franchisees are still their biggest advocates for the membership. Yeah, I think that's just testimony to the great work that they're doing and the relationships that they've built. And I think the fact Christelle still has her own in-person club that it kind of gives you that testing ground for the membership content. So she's still kind of got her her finger on the pulse and she's still in the thick of things within the industry. And that really, really adds to the credibility um, of what they're doing in the membership too. Yeah, definitely. But I have to say my all-time favorite thing is how they've made paid challenges work for them. Over a 30% conversion rate on their last launch and over 400 members in the door just with that one launch. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome indeed. And now they've got that strategy nailed, it's going to be interesting to see the trajectory of that membership from there. They've struck onto something that's working really, really well. So it's, yeah, 
It's going to be up and up from here. Yeah, I have no doubt they're going to hit those 2,000 and 3,000 member goals that they have in no time. Yeah, we're going to have to do some sort of where are they now episode. That's not a bad idea, actually. We've done that. Awesome. On, we've done some on the uh, when when Behind the Membership was a separate thing. But yeah, the ne- Behind the Membership next generation. <laughs> we're going to have to do a where are they now because I can't wait to hear what people like Christelle and Stephanie are achieving on the back of the fantastic foundation they've given themselves. So big, big hats off to both of them and the amazing work that they're doing over at Creative Crafting Club. And a big, big thank you to them for um, having a chat and sharing their journey with us. All right, that is it from us for another week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit that five-star review button and let us know just how much you enjoy the show. Not only does it let us know that we're doing a good job, it also helps us reach more people, make more of an impact and help others on their journey towards the sort of membership success that Christelle and Stephanie have shared with us today. We would so appreciate it. And if you do have a chance to leave a review, be sure to let us know on social at Membership Geeks Everywhere. Let us know you've left a review so we can thank you personally. We read them all individually. We appreciate them all. We appreciate you. And hopefully you'll join us next week for another installment of the Membership Geeks podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday, the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales, and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now, and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com webinar That's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.